And well, um, we get an op- another opportunity to speak with Jay Bookspam, who has another special guest for us. For us, somebody who's been making news, and we'll explain what I mean by that here at JM in the AM. First, the number one most well-known and clearly the most popular kosher wine sommelier on planet Earth. Some might actually suggest that he is the same on other planets as well. Uh, he's the one, the only, Jay. Booksbaum. I think, I think it was Parrot's Booksbaum who suggested that you might be number one on other planets as well, by the way. It could be. My brother loves me. Yes. I know. And I could see him actually saying that, frankly. <laughs> Send them our best. Uh, Jay has a special guest with us live via telephone, and that's someone we've spoken to before, Amichai Luri, who is the chief winemaker at the Shiloh Winery. And whether he likes it or not, the Shiloh Winery is making news these days. Uh, Amichai, a pleasure to welcome you back to JM in the AM. Well, I'm happy to be here. Appreciate that very much. We do have a lot to speak to you about. Jay, first, if you don't mind, yesterday when you were on the show, we alluded to the fact that there was a trade, KFWE, we'll call it that for all intents and purposes. There was a trade show, uh, a KFWE-type trade show uh, for the industry yesterday. What could you tell us about yesterday's gathering in New Jersey? I think the, the, the most powerful message for me was how so many Israeli wineries showed up. Wow. You know, you'd think that in this time of, you know, real challenges that, you know, they would opt to not show up, not, not out of malice or anything, but because they simply can't or they're distracted or they're working their wineries or whatever. And they all came. I mean, it was just phenomenal to see how they all came. And, you know, I think Amichai will talk a little bit more about why you think that would happen. But I think there's, you know, just the fact that they showed up uh, and you know, so many winemakers, so many owners and managers and, you know, it was just unbelievable. Yeah, no question about it. That is a great takeaway. And Baruch Hashem, that's exactly what happened. Tonight, many of you are aware, we spoke about this last Thursday on the air, many of you are aware that the Jewish Link of New Jersey has a has their wine guide wine tasting tonight that's happening in Passaic, New Jersey, and we continue to suggest and encourage our listeners to go, especially because there'll be a lot of Israeli wineries there. And if you use a promo code radio, by the way, at their site, you could save $35 off an admission ticket for tonight. So, again, that's happening tonight. I would go, but we have a wedding tonight, so I won't be able to make it. But I'm bringing this up because um, the enemy has declared that they will be outside of the venue where this event is taking place tonight. Obviously, the police are prepared, so nobody has to worry about God forbid any type of altercations or encounters with those who are supporters of barbaric behavior and barbaric attacks against innocent people. Um, But I I bring this up because it seems like they've been focused on Shiloh and the Shiloh winery. And I figured Amichai could address this. Amichai, why is it with all the different regions of Israel that are represented tonight and that have representatives now traveling in the New York, New Jersey area, why has the the, uh, enemy 
chosen your winery to single out in their announcements and advertisements? Well, actually, I'm not really sure. Perhaps because we just uh, finished building our new winery, a new visitor center, and we just moved in a couple of months ago. This is a property that we bought a little bit over seven years ago. Everything above the books, everything legally. And uh, I don't know, I guess they're jealous when they see that the Jews are prospering in our homeland, so I guess they get jealous. Also, I tell you, it's it's an absurd. <laughs> it's a, such an absurd to target specifically Shiloh. You know, uh, we on purpose called the name of the winery uh, because where we're located. We're located in Shiloh. I mean, Shiloh dates back to three thousand years. Speaking with uh, Amichai Luri, who's the chief winemaker at the Shiloh Winery, and of course, Jay Booksbaum, the world's number one kosher wine sommelier, and I apologize that we were tossed off the air there for a moment. So Amichai, as you were saying before we were rudely, technically interrupted, uh, you yourself don't are not sure about this whole fascination that the enemy has with Shiloh, but I think you may have stumbled upon it just now as you said it, because the Jewish world, obviously has this long time, centuries, millennia old connection to Shiloh. And as we know from how the enemy views Jerusalem and Hebron and Sfad and Tveria, we know that they pay careful, and the Harabayit, we know they pay careful attention when it comes to areas that have this deep-rooted connection to the Jewish people because if they can go ahead and adjust things for the world to think that we're not connected there, it would you know, make their case, so to speak, for their connection to that area even more. Do you think that's what it is, that because you're so historic, they pay, care, they pay even more attention to you? Oh, I think that's, that, that's what it is. You know, they see that we're prospering. They see that we're succeeding. They see that we're flourishing again in the heart of Israel. And uh, I guess they're jealous. But, uh, you know, when the going gets tough, the tough get going, and we're moving forward. Uh, like it says, uh, So I actually welcome the challenge because, you know, <laughs> the more they try to fight us, the more I know that I'm right. Well, Amichai, all we could do is say, Chazak uh, v'yamatz. Keep on doing what you're doing because it's driving them crazy. And Baruch Hashem, uh, it continues to make one of Israel's most prominent wineries more and more robust. Both uh, Amichai Luri and uh, Jay Booksmar are with And by the way, and, and either of you could take this, but Amichai, I'll start with you. you. You've been assured, and we should mention this to the people listening, you've been assured that tonight, despite the, uh, the activities of the enemy, it, it'll, be, it'll be a well-guarded, secure situation at tonight's event in Passaic, correct? Yeah, I was told that uh, they increased security. Also this morning, I was sent a message that they're increasing security. And, uh, Honestly, I'm not worried. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, from, the, from the area of the world you come from, uh, m- much less worry 6,000 miles away. Jay, I know it's not your event, but obviously you have a lot of friends who are going to be there tonight. Anything you want to add about that or just encourage people to go? Yeah. I wasn't even sure I was going to come to, to the U.S. because up until a couple of weeks ago, I was left with uh, only two people at the winery because my whole staff were 
uh, enlisted and in Aza, and just last minute I decided to come. And I think it's uh, it's important to show that uh, we're moving forward. You know, we're not uh, no setbacks. Nobody's uh, yeah. everybody's encouraged just to do things even better. Yeah, no, nobody's backing down, which is the most important thing. Jay, let me give you a chance to address tonight. Go right ahead, sir. <laughs> I think it's really important that you go, but you know, let's put all this craziness aside. Right. You're going to have a great time. Yeah. You're going to have, you're going to taste wines and meet people. And especially since yesterday's event was for trade only, here's an opportunity for consumers to really meet the winemakers that I mentioned earlier showed up. No question about it. All right, Amichai, let's go back to what you just said. A couple of employees were left because so many were called up and the manpower was needed in other parts, regions, and sections of Israeli society. Um, how, how, ma- how many employees are there normally at the winery? And, and, uh, and, and how is it possible to continue the activity the daily necessary activities at a winery when you're missing so much manpower. So I'll tell you what, first of all, when you said I was making the news, I actually thought you were talking about uh, uh, last month's uh, uh, tasting panel magazine, their issue where they gave our mosaic a 96 after last year was a 95. I thought you were talking wine. <laughs> I didn't know you were talking politics. And by the way, to come tonight and taste the wine. And by the, and by the know, way, so the, it just shows you that my head is working positive. <laughs> and by the way, the mosaic that direction. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Go ahead. <laughs> no, so I was uh, that's where my head was going, and you were talking politics, but that's okay. So usually at the winery, uh, we're about 15 people, and uh, everybody was enlisted except for two, including one of the guys, not just that he was enlisted, they called up his wife as well. And that was challenging when you have a few small kids at home, and then the grandfather has to come over and uh, take over on Simchatola, and then the grandfather was also enlisted, so the grandmother came to take over. It makes life a little bit interesting. But uh, thank God uh, most of the team got back the past uh, couple of weeks, and uh, we're managing. But in the, but thank in the, God we last minutes. Right, but in the first three months, how do you replace those people? In the first three months of this war, you know, what, what do you do to, to, to get the tasks that need to be done in the vineyard, in the winery, etc.? What do you do to get those done? So it was literally insane because Motzei Simchatoah, on Simchatoah, first thing in the morning, everybody was called up, uh, except for two people. And it's not just the guys at the winery, it's also all the farmers. Literally all my farmers were enlisted. So we were supposed to harvest the Petit Verdot, and I, I get into my car like a couple of minutes after Yontif. I said, you know what, I, war started, but you know, I have to get the grapes off the vines all night tonight. And then before I even leave uh, the issue where I live, the farmer calls me up. And he says, listen, it's not going to be a harvest tonight. First of all, the army won't let us in. And second of all, everybody was called up. And you know, and then gradually the army let us in and then let it take us out again until the next couple of weeks we slowly 
harvested all the grapes, you know, and it was, <laughs> the funny thing is I'm uh, almost 58 years old and I was the youngest guy around harvesting. Oh everybody young <laughs> was uh, was enlisted. So, you know, I think the average of the, of the people that were working in the vineyards and harvesting, uh, I think the average was like 73 or 75, like... Uh, you had to see it to believe it, but both Hashem, you know, uh, even in the vineyards, we eventually, gradually uh, harvested all the rest of the grapes that we didn't harvest before. You know, this in the winery was a really challenge to get everything done properly, like we do every single year. Thank God, uh, in August we moved into the new facility. And the new winery that we built, everything is much more easier to uh, to make wine there. And uh, it was, if not for that, we wouldn't have managed uh, this uh, this harvest. Jay, have you seen the new uh, facility? I think the biggest challenge was not. No, no he was supposed to come. <laughs> He's going to come soon. If he, hey, I'm not. I'm going to answer instead of him. If he doesn't come, I'm going to drag him. No, believe, believe me, Jay's, Jay, Jay's no problem. He doesn't mind traveling to Israel at any time, so he'll likely see their brand-new facility very, very soon, and we look forward to seeing it very, very soon. I'm a Chai Luri from the, uh, the Shiloh Winery, and that mosaic, by the way, seems to be extremely, extremely popular, and Jay Booksbaum, of course, our kosher wine sommelier for the last, oh gosh, longer than Jay and I would care to admit. Amichai, one of the stories, unfortunately about you and uh, the people around you is that, um, you know, we always talk about different towns, different regions, different yeshivot, different neighborhoods in Israel that have been hit particularly hard during this war. When I heard the statistics, when I heard the numbers of the people that are that were and are around you in terms of how how many you have lost during this war, I, I could not frankly believe it. Could you tell the audience what this war experience has been like for you and your family? Uh, unfortunately, it's not um, it's not numbers, it's people, you know? Yeah. And uh, lost a lot of friends on the first day and uh, the months following... A lot of good friends lost their children, and it's, unfortunately, it's not—it's not the numbers. It's people that that are very close to us, and uh, unfortunately, it's probably not the end. But uh, um, I guess we're in the right direction, and uh, somebody has to do the hard work. Uh, the, the price is very it's high. scary. I, I'm not... The uh, price is very high, and uh, I hope people are waking up, you know. I remember when I... Uh, when we started building the winery a little over a year and a half ago, and uh, people saw that we were doing every single little thing in the new winery, 100% Jewish labor. I mean, I'm telling you everything from digging the cellar to pouring the concrete to putting down floors, plumbing, electricity, every little thing. 
We're done 100% Jews live. And people are watching me and telling you, well, what are you, crazy? I mean, you'll never finish it. It'll cost you that much more. And why don't you take uh, the Arabs' neighbors? They'll do the work. They'll do I said, listen, uh, it's a known fact. They come, they work, they take down notes, they go back, they sell the information, and eventually they're going to come for us. And people... I would tell this, I can't tell you how many people I told over the year and a half that we were building, I told this. And it's like, people thought I was crazy, I was nuts. And then uh, came Simchat uh, Torah, and uh, you see that they've been planning this for years. And you know, if, you, if you show them a little bit of, if you, if you let them into your home, they're, they're going to come for you. Uh, this is, in our history, everywhere. I mean, this happened all over the world, and uh, we don't learn our lesson, unfortunately. And I hope this time it will be more people will wake up and understand that uh, we have to take care of ourselves. You know, we have to be very careful not to. Uh, it, it, it's weird, but people have been helping the enemy, you know. And uh, you can still, unfortunately, you can still see it today. Thank God it's much less. And but uh, it's scary, you know. And uh, I hope uh, other people will follow in the direction, the same direction that we have. That uh, you know, it also makes sense. I mean, you have a job. Who do you want to give it to? To your, to your brother, to your neighbor, to your friend, or do you want to give the work and your money to your enemy? And. Uh, I guess it was the right thing to do. Wow, Amichai, you can't imagine how important your words are. You can't imagine. And I, I'm sorry for going back to this. Obviously, it's very emotional for you, and obviously it's a part of this whole thing you'd love to forget. I, I understand that. But I need people on this side of the world to, to grasp what, a, what an average person, an average 58-year-old business owner went through in the opening weeks of the war, the shiva calls, the visits to families, as you said, friends who lost children, the funerals, obviously, the, the depressed and difficult times that one must go through, even though, because there's so much to accomplish and so much to, to move forward about, but at the same time, you're being held back by this terrible, you know, down feeling that the whole country had and in some ways continues to have. Can you just tell us a little bit about those few weeks and how intense they were? Um, I think uh, a lot of people felt the same way. Because it's, everybody has a friend and everybody has family in harm's way. I, like by the time uh, one nephew is out of Aza, the other one is in. By the time uh, one cousin is out of Lebanon, I said, wow, that's great. Okay, no, but I just went into Aza, and his twin brother is on the other side. Now he went uh, into Lebanon. Everybody has a friend. Everybody has family. Jay, right, uh, Adam's son, was in harm's way for many months, and a lot of good friends, and... Uh, you're always afraid that you wake up in the morning for the next phone call. What is it going to be? And uh, I have to say, 
after the first week, I, I stopped going to funerals. The shiva calls, I went, but funerals, I said, I just can't do it anymore. You know, listen, Jay lives here in the States, and uh, first cousin, his son is in Aza. I mean, and that, you know, sometimes I think that uh, I have so many friends that live here in the States, and they have family on the front lines. I mean, I'm in Israel, I feel closer, so perhaps in some ways it was easier than people that have, that, that their close friends and family are so far away from them. I know it's probably difficult for both sides. You know, Amichai, this past Sunday, in a, in a completely random coincidental episode, I ran into... Uh, a group of Israeli soldiers who are in the United States who are amputees, missing limbs, some in wheelchairs. Um, a, a crazy story just happened again. Coincidence happened to meet up with them, and obviously you could, I mean, I don't have to tell you, but anybody listening, we hear all the stories of the wounded when you see them and what they're going through and how they're trying to walk with one leg and a crutch. It is something you don't forget too quickly. Obviously, this is not your area of expertise. Your area is wine and working the land of Israel. Uh, but in addition to those families that are suffering because of their losses, could you just tell us about the families that are suffering because their children's lives have been so drastically changed by their wounds and their injuries? I, I'll tell you something uh, that um, the beginning of the war we realized I remember when I used to go into the Army uh, Reserves twice a year. You know, years ago, we went into, we did our reserves much more than the past uh, five years. Right. I used to go away for 33 days and then again for 14 days every single year. Right. And who has to, who has the, actually the hard work? So for me, I'm in the Army. I'm doing what I'm doing. But the wife that stays at home yep. with the children alone, okay, first of all, the, the, the wife at home has to, is worried crazy because her husband is harm, in harm's way. Uh, she has to deal with everything alone in the house. And to, to, be, to be blonde, I think they're the, the, they're the heroes, okay? The wife that has to stay at home yeah. has to comfort their children. Yeah, and the, the children hear what's happening, okay? Some people aren't coming home. And uh, they're, the, in my opinion, the women that are staying home with the children and everything is on them. You know, I, I sometimes I say to people a, a little bit jokingly, you know what, let's see you survive a month, two months, three months, alone in the house when your wife is going away. Yep. Uh, how many men can say, come and survive that, okay? Yep. And the women, it's not just a week, it's not just two weeks, it's months without seeing their husbands. Everything is on them. It's not just that they have to do everything on their own. It's also there. It, the, the, the stress that you're under, that who knows what's going to happen. And unfortunately, the worst happens every now and then. Yep. And uh, I think the, the the major support that, you know, I couldn't help in any way, uh, the winery, the, the 
two people that were left. And we, we couldn't help in the war effort, so at least we tried to help uh, the families that stayed at home. So all our friends and families, we always tried to send care packages to the kids at home, to the wife, and all these, just to show a little bit of support because, you know, if we can't fight, we might as well help, in my opinion, the true heroes, the women that are staying at home. And, and this is still going on, you know. I'm telling you, even today, after more than four months, there are people that have been barely at home at all, and uh, the stress that the, the, the women are under just it's insane, you know. I, I wouldn't, you know, if it was up to me, I'd prefer to fight than to be under the stress of worrying that my family is uh, is under such danger. But on the other hand, you know, uh, the, the the army and the soldiers are doing what they're supposed to do, and uh, we're we're all in debt to 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 the soldiers that are doing what they're doing, and I have to admit, we're also in debt to the women that are carrying this insane burden. Like if I'm if I have to carry the burden. Uh, and worry about my friends and family. Can you imagine the wife, how she feels, especially when she sees that uh, so many people uh, aren't coming back? Yep. And her kids are in school with kids whose fathers are not coming back, etc., etc. just goes on and on and on. Amichai Luri with some very, very important words about what our brothers and sisters in Israel are going through. Thank God the Shiloh Winery has emerged, as so many of the Israeli wineries have, from this first stage of the war with uh, their business intact. J- Jay told us yesterday, Amichai, that, that Purim and Pesach, really around the world, for any retail establishments that carry Israeli wines, it will be very, very robust. There'll be plenty of of uh, delicious bottles available uh, for the next couple of months based on what's happened and the way you guys have kept up. Is, is that the feeling you're getting, that there'll be plenty of, um, of delicious wine available between now and the holidays? Yes, there's a lot of new wines coming out. Wine will be available, and I hope people will have uh, a lot of good reasons to celebrate. I, I'd like to add just one sure. one other thing. You know, we... We got stuck at the beginning of the war. You know, we've been warning, I'm not the only one, that um, security has been neglected in so many ways in Israel over the years. More lax than usual. And, uh, and a lot of communities were left with no first response equipment, zero night vision equipment, and so many things that we just didn't have. And uh, on the Isulchag, we realized that in our community, in we had no night vision equipment and a bunch of other things. And also in one of our farms, our main farm in Gibraltar, they also had practically almost no defense, especially night defense. And I called up uh, Scott from One Israel Fund. And Scott Feltman. I'm telling you, like at the time of Scott Feldman, uh, and the time it takes your hat to fall to the ground, 
he took care of so many things here in Israel. I'm telling you for a fact, 100% fact, that the equipment that they helped us uh, get for, for the communities, and and this was the first, the first day, the day after, and since then they've been doing so many amazing things, but just in one of the places that, I, that uh, they helped us uh, get some night vision equipment, it's 100% saved lives already, okay? And then it prevented uh, attacks, and they're still doing this amazing work. Okay, these are people that are already out of the army. They volunteered to come back. The army said, no, there's no way you can make these tanks uh, worthy of combat again. And in no time, they had the tanks up and running again. It's, it's unbelievable when you think about this. And so many projects like this that people never thought that they could do, and, and they're doing it. And... Uh, it's just amazing. The whole thing's amazing. Amichai Luri, you'll see him tonight. He's chief winemaker at the uh, Shiloh Winery in Israel. If you're at the event tonight in Passaic with the Jewish Link, you will see him there, as you'll see many Israeli wineries and many other wineries from around the world as well. Hey, Jay, let's, and Jay Booksbaum, of course, is with us. Jay, let's end on a lighter note. What's the, what's the best vintage of the mosaic, Jay? What year is the best vintage of the mosaic, in your opinion? <laughs> <laughs> oh god <laughs> would it be the 20 would it be the 21 come on jay which one is it Gosh. remember we did by nostalgia a vertical wine tasting we tasted all the mosaics from 2006 till 2000 and that was a couple of years so ago, what, en- what, 18, what, en- right? what ended up winning <laughs> What ended up I don't winning? remember. I just know that they're still going strong, right? <laughs> Amichai, if you had your choice of a bottle from the 2020s, which one would it be? The, the, the best. What, you know, what? There's an old saying, Nachum, and you'll appreciate the this. Best the, the best vintage is the newest vintage. The yet to come. <laughs> right, the best is yet to come. Amichai, is this going to be? Yet to is come. this going to be a good harvest? Is God going to reward all these efforts with a really good harvest coming up? So, so Baruch Hashem, the harvest was very good. We were able to harvest almost all the the vineyards. Uh, some, unfortunately, we couldn't get to, and some I had a couple of rows the tank just demolished because they had to get from one from A to B, and the only way through was to widened the the way so we lost a couple of rows but thank god in general we harvested everything and everything on time wow. uh we made up for lost time and everything is amazing even we have some special new wines this year they're already in barrels aging and uh there's a lot of uh yeah looking forward to trying them all i can tell you that much uh, Amichai Tadaraba, Kalakavod, amazing discussion and very important one, frankly, for people tuned in. Thank you so much and uh, and Chazak uh, Viamat, continued Hatzlacha. Thank you very much. Take care. And of course, the number one uh, on this planet, at least, although according to Parrot's Booksbound, it may extend to other areas of the Milky Way as well, other parts of the galaxy. Um, the number one kosher wine sommelier on planet Earth. He's the one, the only Jay. Books, Bam. Have a wonderful thing, everybody. Jay, two two really great days. You you came through, and I appreciate it very much. You're welcome. There he is, Jay Books, Bam. 
big shout out to Yaichi Herzog as well, and of course everybody at Royal Wine Kedem. More coming up. It's uh, when it's Tuesday at JM in the AM.